This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. Well, let's get started tonight in our study. And our time is moving, but I do want to get into the Word. In 1 Peter chapter 4, we left off last time with verse number 4. And it says, Wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. And I reiterate that when you take a stand for Christ in this vehement, evil, God-forsaken world, you will have consequences coming your way. Expect it. In fact, towards the end of the chapter here, Peter indulges in this thought, and we have much to say about that in these closing verses of this same chapter. But in verse number five, who shall give an account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead. And so let, let me say this real quickly, and, and I have much more to say about this thought in these concluding verses of this chapter, but judgment may not come in this life. but it will certainly come in the next one. So let us remember that when we read a verse like this. In fact, Hebrews 9.27 greatly gives us confidence in that. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. All right, so now in verse number six, for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the Spirit. So keeping this in context when we read this, this has to do with God's judgment of those who abuse his people. Keep that in context who abuse his people. And, you know, the, again, we, we're, we're going to suffer as Christians, and Peter emphasizes that. This context also includes a fearful persecution of God's people that, that was taking place when, when Peter wrote this letter. And so the people that Peter is in reference to were dead, but when they were still alive, they heard the good news of the gospel and they believed. Their lives had been changed and totally rearranged. Perhaps one of the most familiar passages of Scripture that I can give you along those lines is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. That's a verse that most of you know well. And that is this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. That means that we are no longer motivated to sin. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and we will all sin until we are perfected in, and fashioned in the likeness of the Lord's own body. And that will take place on the day of the rapture. And so we will all sin. And uh, there, there are some denominations that believe that uh, when you get saved, 
And when you sin, you lose your salvation. Well, tonight is not the message on eternal security and why we believe that, but I will tell you that that, that teaching is not biblical doctrine and it's not true. I've had people to, and I, I didn't intend to get on this tonight, but you, I need to share this with you. I've had people to to desire to spiritually wrestle with me over the years on the scripture that that were, this is one of the reasons why I do not engage in debate in, anymore. I just don't do it. I recently had a couple that wanted to do that and and met with you and told you that they wanted to debate me on this subject. I don't do that anymore. And I explained to them that God convicted me of that many years ago, and I've shared with you the story how I had found it early in my ministry, in my early life, as a believer, as a preacher. I found it to be entertaining to debate the Jehovah's Witness. I loved it. It was, I had a craving. I cannot explain it to you. I, I lived for it. Every Saturday morning, I would stand by my picture window, pull back the curtain, and wait for them to come down my sidewalk with, the, with that watchtower. I'm telling you right now, if there was a thrill, what's that guy's name? He said, I found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. You remember that? I don't know what his name was. I never listened. I don't even know all the rest of the words sung, but I'll tell you this. That's where I found my thrill, by that picture window waiting for those people to come down my sidewalk. And I would sit down on my porch on my step, and I'd give them all the time in the world, providing that they would give me equal time when they finished. But God convicted me of that. And when those people walked down my sidewalk and I, I could tell they were frustrated. It didn't matter to me if it was Mormons or Jehovah's Witness. But man, it was it was sin for me. It was it was wrong. Because I was not doing it to bring souls into the kingdom. I was doing it to mess with their mind. And while they were going down the sidewalk shaking their head, I was doing the same thing over here. It was bad. It was real bad. But let me tell you something. God convicted me of that. I don't do it anymore. And these people that were asking me the other day, they said, we want, we want, to, we want to debate this thing. And maybe debate's not the word, but this is the word. But here's the thing. I don't do that anymore. And it, and it goes back. They said, well, maybe you had a bad experience somewhere along the line. I said, I did, and let me tell you what it was. And I went into this story. But the truth of the matter is, now I, don't, I don't debate these, these kind of things with people anymore. The Scripture says right here, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And when you get saved, you're not, you're not motivated. The Holy Spirit... That's a better way to say it. Because when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes in. And people have wrestled with me with the scripture. They said, you know, the Bible says 
that any man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is not fit for the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And I would say, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'd get into that debate stuff again. I'd say, that's not what it means. Well, that's what it says. And I'd say, well, that's not what it means. You, you have to read the scriptures above it. And you can't just pull one scripture out of the word and make a doctrine on it. Those scriptures don't have anything to do with salvation. It talks about discipleship when you read it. But if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And people believe that when you get saved, if you sin, you're not saved, and you have to get saved over and over and over again. This new creature thing here, when you get saved, you are a new creature. That means this. That you are in Christ. If any man be in Christ, this is how you become a Christian. You get in Christ. But this doesn't make you perfect. You, you are not going to be perfect until that day that we see the Lord in the air. So we're going to sin over and over and over and over again. In fact, we're going to sin sometimes to the extent of where we Try to play with God's mind and say this. Now, Lord, I, I promise you get me out of this mess. I'll never do this again. Well, let me tell you something. If you haven't done it, I confess to you tonight that over the years I've done it. And truth of the matter is, if we're all going to be honest, we've all done it. You get me out of this mess, God. I've known people that have gone as far as say, God, you get me out of this mess, I'll surrender to foreign missions. I'll go to the foreign lands. Well, that, that was a bunch of baloney. That was just for the moment, for the time, tears on the altar, and then back to stuff. But I will tell you, we have to be real with this. When you get saved, you are, new, you are in Christ. You're born into the family of God. You are adopted by the Father. Nothing can change that. You're in the family. My son, I had, Brian, I had his daughter, his adopted daughter here Sunday. My grandkids were here. And most of you know the story. He, he and Jana had heard that and they were looking to adopt a child. And through the process of seeking how God would move in their life. By the way, let me tell you something. I pray for these families that are seeking adoption because it's not a cheap financial thing. This adoption for Brian and Jenner, cost them over $30,000. And they sold just about every possession that they had on the earth to, to get that money. People in the church were having fundraisers and stuff, and it, it, it's a long story. But God brought the money together. They went overseas. They went to the orphanage. They found this child who had been abandoned in a field two weeks after birth. And they had gone through the process. It came down to one day. They went to the courthouse for the hearing. And the judge asked Brian and Janet this question. She said, I'm moved at the fact that you have come to adopt this child here in Ethiopia. Why would somebody from America come all this way? to adopt a little orphan child. And Brian said this, Your Honor, you may not understand this, but you see, 
I have a heavenly father who came all this way to adopt me into his family. That was precious. And so when we're saved, we are adopted into the family. It doesn't make us perfect. Will we sin from, from that point? Yes. Will we get ourselves in a mess? Yeah. Will we cry and declare unto God, if you get us out of this mess, I won't do it? Yes. Will we say, sorry, God, 10,000 times, 10,000 tears? Yes. Will we walk a crooked line instead of the straight and narrow? Absolutely Yes. Will we disappoint loved ones and break hearts and get ourselves in? Absolutely. Nobody on this earth can stand and say, since the day I've been redeemed, I have camped near the cross, I have walked with God, every footstep, every thought I had is pure, every word that I've said is good, Everything is per Nobody, I cannot, you cannot, not a human on the earth can say that in the family of God. That scripture that says, for all have sinned and come short, let me say this, and we still all sin and we still all come short. So if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Yes, that means you are adopted into the family of God. You are born again. You're in his family. And that cannot be unchanged. Now, old things are passed away. You, you are not, you're not, the Holy Spirit does not give you the nature to sin. But we have to remember something. We are programmed, programmed, wired to sin. And going against that is a sovereign work of God. It is a work of the Holy Spirit. But I will tell you when we sin, it's not without conflict. It's not without a battle. It's not without a struggle. Because when we set our minds to do whatever it is contrary to this book, let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is not just sitting back with his hands folded and watching this thing happen. The Holy Spirit is engaged in the spirit, for we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities. So when we wake up in the morning and we don't put the whole armor of God on, and we think this day is going to be a tiptoe through the tulips, and we don't have any struggles, worries, or problems, listen, that's when the devil is pulling back his curtain and drooling for you to walk down his sidewalk. If any man be in Christ, and I did not intend to stay here this long tonight on this passage, but it's good. I'm enjoying this. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. We are born. I'm, I wish somebody would sing soon. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. And I'm thrilled to be a part of that blood wash band. A new creature. Not perfect. All things passed away. Behold, all things become new. The Holy Spirit sets a new world in front of us, a new experience in front of us. And we have choices every day. Here's the thing. The truth of the matter is every single one of us, including me, we're one choice from destruction. All of us are capable of making bad 
choices that will have consequences from now on. But the Holy Spirit, upon the blood of Jesus and redemption, sets a new path for us, sets a new road out for us. And we have a choice. But I'm here tonight to tell you this, that changed lives, as the Scripture talks about, it has a tremendous effect on us because none of us can sin without conviction. And I'm thank thankful for that because whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at bufordroadbaptistchurch.com.